0: Hey welcome to The Conversation, this is Andy Mason and you're listening to Authentic Conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family and business. This week, I want to talk to you about how to increase, how to literally identify the areas of our lives that have grown, whether that's personal, professional, business, family, relationships. And actually, what I've recognized in talking with people recently is there is so much more increase than we are aware of. And most of us are distracted by other things going on. We haven't even yet discovered what's within us. I recorded this session intentionally for the Heaven and Business membership community. Uh, you're getting this compliments of them. But I want to encourage you, if you're looking to grow in your walk or partnership with God at work and engage in the well-being of your city, uh, check out heaveninbusiness.com backslash free-trial. dash trial. Uh, You'll get the notes there, you get the video, you get a Monday motivation we send out two minutes every single week. We invite you into a weekly live tactical and strategic business prayer call every Wednesday. And not to mention there is over a 100 uh, videos online to help you grow in your identity as a Christ centered business person, grow in business building business in a way that represents God, and grow in influence and in engaging in the well being of your city. So, check that out and make sure you enjoy this. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me, Andy at Authentic Solutions.com. Enjoy this session. Hey, welcome. This session, I want to talk
1: to you about how to increase isaiah 9 6 says of the increase of his government and peace there is no end the kingdom of god is always expanding now and in the future and we're a part of that so what does that look like in our business in our life in our walk with god last week i was in san diego and uh, we're on family vacation and we're staying around coronado which is just the southern end of the city but I wanted to go right by the southern border of the USA. It's about a 10-minute drive. And then I love mountain running. So I'm running around the hills of Border Park just to explore it, to see it, to to test it out. As I'm there, I see this police officer go crazy driving past on this 4x4 you know, body armor and helmet. And thinking, oh my gosh, should I even be here? But I'm, I'm loving it. There's the kind of that edgy, is this dangerous? Is this not dangerous? But then I see some people on horses. I see some mountain bikers. I'm like, it's got to be okay. Except it's quite on dusk. So perhaps a little bit risky. And I'm running around and I get to see the wall between the USA and Mexico. And I'm like, Oh my gosh that is so big and how could that divide a country and as i'm running around looking at the border, it's the first time i've been to the border the physical border i suddenly have this realization many of us have never tested or explored where the borders are in our land whether that's our business our personal life our physical life, whatever it is have you actually tested the borders or what is capable if the mandate is increase. What is the increase that you've got? Are you stewarding what you have? And is there more? And how would you even know? And I suddenly remembered, there's some testimonies of people that have prayed things. I've shared testimonies of increase and enlargement, but have you ever prayed this? This is the prayer of Jay Bears And also Isaiah 54. So Isaiah 54, 1 to 3 says, Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break into singing and cry aloud. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. That is a huge Promise, a huge prophetic word. And who's it to? Somebody who's barren, someone who's in despair, someone who has shrunk back, has dreams of greatness, dreams of something big, but is stuck small and inhibited. What's the point? Sing because you're going to increase. If you've ever prayed this, God enlarge enlarge me, stretch out my tent pegs. Or oh, this one. This is the prayer of Jabez. This is one chronicles four. 9 to 10. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, literally means enlarge my border, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. What's the solution to not causing pain? To expand to go further so that even though the the process may be challenging and difficult, the result is beautiful and makes it all worth it. So God granted him what he requested. What I realized is that many of us have been praying, God, enlarge me, God, expand me. We've been declaring that over our lives, over our businesses, over our communities, but have we tested borders and what i realized is about four groups of people that i'm experiencing right now over the last few months i'm talking to uh, hundreds of people from all over the world in business engaged with god at work it's you it's groups of you and others and what i'm bumping into is a number of things that's stopping us testing our borders it's stopping us from expanding it's stopping us from Fully embracing what we are called to do. It's like the circle of influence and the circle of concern. There are many things that we are concerned about. There are hundreds of things that I, I worry about this person, that person, that policy, that procedure, what the currency is doing, what the economy is all of these things that are outside my control, but I'm concerned about them. But then there's The smaller circle, that's the circle of influence. Those are the things that I have control over. If I spend my time worrying, focused on, researching and studying the things outside my control, things I'm concerned about, but I have no influence over. I'm just it just leads to frustration and it results in me being distracted. So the first category of people that we're bumping into right now is people that are distracted. You're full of spirit of God, you're worshiping Jesus, you're doing what you need to do, but you're distracted by everything that is outside your control of what you can actually do whether it gets a vaccination or not vaccination, COVID and what that's happening, border controls and restrictions, politics, the economy, all of these things, the end of the world. Okay, go on. The more that I talk about that, if God has given you a conviction that you need to be engaged in one of those, then do it by all means. But if not, focus on what you can do. Uh, the parable of, not the parable, the story of feeding the 5,000. Jesus said, there's 5,000 hungry Middle Eastern men, women and children, and he says to the disciples, you feed them, and they say, we can't. When I look at how big it is, there's no way I could do this, but when I focus on, Jesus says, what is in your hand? Don't tell me what social media is saying. Don't tell me what the news is saying. What is in your hand that you can do? And are you focused on that? Because when you do that, you see things shift. So number one, are you distracted? Number two, people who are distressed or discouraged. It's been a difficult time. There's been some things that we've been walking through that have been really challenging and we're distressed and discouraged. If you're in that category, pick up the phone call someone. Hey, pray with me. Help me wrestle through what's going on. Find a wise counselor. Actually do something about it. Don't just stay in a state of distress or a state of being discouraged. Find somebody that can encourage you, a wise counselor, a place of hope. Give us a call. Number three, people that are on vacation. I'm at Disneyland. Now, There's two sides to this. It's like There's people that are literally at Disneyland on vacation. If you were discouraged and distressed, I encourage you go someplace. Maybe you just need a vacation, a pause, a reset, some rest and refreshment that will really, really help. But there's others that you're at Disneyland because things are going great and you're skipping along and you're loving it. And there's no longer any challenge in your life because you've got comfortable. You're cruising. It's going well. I want to challenge you that if you've ever prayed that prayer, the prayer of JBS or as I-54 and large, that You've got an invitation to do something with what you've got. And right now, you're hiding at Disneyland. Is it time to come out and get your hand back on the plan? Let's test and advance because the kingdom is advancing, and I want to be a part of it. And number four is the category of people that are actually doing something right now. They're dreaming. They're thinking what's possible. The kingdom's advancing. The darker it is, the lighter the light is. I was born for this, and they're going for it. And that's some of the things that I get to see and be a part of. A couple of weeks back, we were on a military base and discovered there's more believers on that base than we even realized. And what God is doing is so cool and exciting. I want to be a part of that. I want to be part of people that are dreaming and doing it because that is what love does. So how do you increase? Well, The first one, if you prayed it, test it. I'm going to come back to that because if we prayed that prayer and never did anything, how would you ever know whether God's answered your prayer? God, increase my business, expand my territory. How would you know if you haven't actually tested it, expanded it, taken a risk, whatever it is in your business? Maybe it's your personal life. But here's some other things of what you need to do in preparation for that. Number one is, well, here's number two of this be ruthlessly honest with yourself. Have you become comfortable? Have you got stuck in a rut? A rut is just a grave with the ends kicked out. It's still a grave, but be ruthlessly honest. Is there somewhere that you are hiding, even behind excuses, behind even good situations or good things? Maybe you're hiding in church and doing the good things that you think you do, but actually you know, you deep down know in your heart that if you took your same gifting, talent, ability and threw that into the city and invest it there, you would see a far greater measure of fruitfulness. So what does this look like? A few years back, I was with, I was actually coaching doing a dream workshop uh, with some people. And there was a friend of ours who was in her early 40s and uh, she kind of dreaming with God. But one of the things she'd always wanted to do was a half marathon. And so she's decided, I'm going to do a half marathon. And then I come home and my wife saying, You know what? I've been thinking about the same. I'm going to start running and I'm going to run a half marathon. And so I've got these two people around me that are going to run a half marathon. And I'm a runner, like I've run all my life, but I've always said I would never run a marathon because that's the stupidest thing. Who would ever do that? Why would you run that far? What I realized in them going after something that was a challenge for them, that could have been easy for me. It wasn't a real stretch, but to run a marathon is a crazy stretch and something that I told myself, I will never do that. I realized it's an excuse and it's holding me back and how do I know if they can stretch it, it encouraged me to stretch it. So I literally made the decision six weeks later, a ton of pain, probably harder and I'm sure there's smarter ways of doing it, but I ran a marathon. Why? Because I was ruthlessly honest with myself and realized I was hiding in average. I was hiding in normal or mediocrity, and I needed to be ruthlessly honest with myself and destroy the excuses and do something I said I'd never done before. Uh, number three, embrace feedback. Uh, I've got people around me right now that I love greatly, and I've told them some things out of love and care that they're not paying attention to. You know what, that's incredibly painful. I realized I want people in my life that would be willing to give me 100% truth because they love me. If I'm doing something that is sabotaging my future, I wanna know about it. If you come up to me and tell me that, that is a gift to me. It's not something that if someone's giving you feedback, don't push back, don't just knock it down, just listen, write it down. And if you don't agree with it, go back, ask your spouse, Hey, is this true about me? The amount of times I've done that with my wife, uh, I remember walking into a meeting, and I was with—I was actually with a pastor, and we get to the end of this meeting, and he just some blah 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 blah, and goes, out, Andy, you're locked up emotionally, and I'm thinking, I'm, uh, not me. Like of all the guys in this group, I'm—I'm I'm probably the most emotionally engaged and charismatic and whatever that is. So I go home, I walk in, and and Janine, my wife, says, "So how, how was it? How was it this morning meeting with?" this group. I said, well, actually, pastor told me that I'm locked up emotionally. Do you think I'm I'm locked up emotionally? And she didn't even hesitate. She's like, yeah. I'm like, ouch, but embrace that feedback. Even if it hurts, check it, test it, write it down and take it before the Lord and say, Lord, is there something in this that I need to grow in? Because there's always something we can go in order to increase. The very things you're getting feedback, about maybe the very hindrances that you need to hear in order to grow one of the most painful pieces of feedback that i had was when i was in a meeting leading a group of highly affluential and influential business leaders as we're launching heaven in business and we're struggling going backwards and forwards and to be candid i did not know how to lead them and i get out of this meeting with one of them he walks down the hallway with me and turns to me and he said andy you just wasted $500 of my time. And I was, oh, I was (laughs) like cut to the heart. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. What could I do differently? And he says, nothing. There's different agendas under the table. It's just not going to work. And I realized I'd been stumbling along, trying uh, trying to match and keep everybody happy, but it just wasn't going to work. I needed to kill it and end it. That piece of feedback was painful, but one of the most perfect things that I needed to hear in the moment. What about you? What feedback are you being given? Are people trying to give you that you're ignoring that you need to lean and learn from and actually grab a hold of? Now, one of the things I've done in the last 12 months is actually employ a professional counselor. Oh boy, she, a marriage and family therapist, there is a difference between a pastor and a professional counselor. Professional, trained person, outstanding. The growth in me internally, the growth in my marriage has been so fruitful because I've embraced the feedback, leaned into it, ignored the excuses, and actually grown so much because of that. I'm enlarging my borders. So if you prayed it, test it. How do you test it? How do you find out where the favor is? What have you got? What could you do? Well, number one is ask the Holy Spirit. Who to ask? I was on a call this morning with a business leader and he works with high influence, uh, high influence in terms of investment, investors, but he's learning how to do this with Jesus. So, what we said, what if you just rather than just go out and hustle it, you know that God has increased you, but we don't know to what level. Why don't you pause and actually ask the Holy Spirit, who should I call? Who should I ask? Who should I talk to? Who should I prospect? Lead me in this and actually aim higher. Who have I not been talking to out of fear and security, intimidation, feeling inadequate, whatever it is? What could I stretch out and test and ask in order to see what if God was with me? There's this story in the Bible with this man called Jonathan. He was the son of King Saul and the the Philistines were attacking them. They were all around and the Philistines are encamped up on this mountain edge and the Israelites are down below and the Israelites are just kind of sitting around doing nothing. Finally, Jonathan says, you know what? I'm just not going to sit here anymore. I've been talking about COVID and vaccines and politics and all sorts of crazy stuff for, for long enough. It's time to do something. So he goes with his armor bearer and they say, Lord, if we call out to those Philistines up on the cliff and they say, come up here, we'll know that it's you and we're going to come up and you're going to fight on our behalf. And if they say, we're going to come down and fight you, then we know to stay here and uh, that God's got some other plan. I'm figuring he's just provoking a battle either way. What's the point? They mocked the Philistines. The Philistines called them up and Jonathan and his armor bearer climbed up that mountain and literally routed the Philistines with the favor in the hand of God. Why? Because he took a risk, he asked Holy Spirit, he stepped out and saw what God would do. You can do the same. You know, as as I was preparing this for you, I realized, you know what, there's someone that I've been avoiding talking to because they're a famous author, I love what they write, uh, just some awesome books, so aligned with what we do. And somebody else gave me their number, but like, what would I say? What would I do? I thought, well, I can't just do this with you and tell you to do it. I did it. So I just literally picked up the phone and called them in the middle of preparing this. Now, I didn't get any answer uh i called actually i got two phone numbers that i have i called both phone numbers and let it go right through to voice message which is just set up with email me and the voice box is actually not, is full that so you can't even leave a message so then i followed it up with an email so there you go i'm doing what i'm talking about to you we're not just talking about it we're actually doing this so number one ask the holy spirit who to ask number two Do something you've never done before. I told you the story of me uh, doing a marathon. Another thing I'm doing right now is I've had some people around me say, Andy, when are you gonna do an executive retreat that's also got an adventure attached? Like you're aiming and you feel like God's called you to these high level business leaders, when are you going to do this and combine the two? And I've kind of been like, you know what? I've got all these excuses. And could I really charge that much? And is it going to work? Would anyone come? And finally, I've just pulled the trigger and put it together. We're doing an adventure retreat, a deep sea fishing special forces base. And as I'm, it's just crazy excited. It's called an adventure retreat. It's happening. We're moving forward with this six places alone. And I've got three signed up already. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it, this really works. Do something you've never done before. What if you called that person you thought you could never ask, you know, that person who's like you think is the ideal customer that you think that's the person, why don't you just pick up the phone and call them? What if you just reached out? What's stopping you actually going by that company and saying, this is what I do. I'm really good at what I do. And I'd love to talk to you about your business. What is stopping you if you fully believe that God was with you, he's enlarged your dwelling, he's stretched your borders, and it's time to test it? Number three, question everything. Like There's so many assumptions that we've believed, that we've built our lives on, that we don't even know if it's true. Uh, Like So often, I'm talking with people, and we realize I get to question them because they haven't questioned themselves. It's like, actually, who told you that? Uh... Nobody? Who told you you can't do that? No nobody did. You know there's this story of Peter and 12 Peter the 12 disciples in a boat and that Jesus is not with them but in the middle of the night Jesus comes walking across the water. They freak out and then Peter says, "Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come out to you." And Jesus says, "Come on, step out." step out of the boat, come out, take a, take a leap, walk on water. Let's go. Let's do this. And Peter steps out. He walks on the water towards Jesus. And then he gets distracted. Remember, number one, people are just distracted by COVID, vaccine policy, politics, borders, all of these things. He's distracted by it. And he starts to sink. He loses his momentum. Jesus doesn't tell him, oh, you clown, you shouldn't have been distracted. He doesn't berate him he said oh you have little faith takes him by the hand which is the best thing ever and then walks with him on the water back to the boat here's my question what if all 12 had gotten out of that boat What would it be like if all of us stepped out together and said, let's do this? We were born not for mediocrity or average, but to walk on water and do the impossible. And Jesus has called us to come and we're waiting on him to do something. And he's waiting on us to do something. What if all 12 of those guys out there walking on the water and one starts to get a little bit concerned, but he looks across and he sees someone else. There's Matthew walking alongside me. I can do this. What if they didn't, if the 11 stayed in the boat and as Peter's walking out, the 11 are like, come on, you can do this. Keep walking. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, I know you and I can do that for the people around us. So do something you've never done before. Ask Holy Spirit who to ask. Question everything. And then number four, just pick up the phone. Like You have access to so much more than you realize. So many of us don't know. Pick up the phone. Ask someone for wisdom. Pick up the phone. Ask someone to pray for you. Pick up the phone. Agree with someone for what you're about to do. And asking or pitching or expanding or taking a risk, there is someone that can help you get to the next step if we would just pick up the phone. So finally, what do we do? Well, fail forward. I was talking to someone just the other day, and they've grown. They had a very, very successful basketball player, and winning was everything, but their coach taught them something really beautiful. If you throw the ball out, if you miss the hoop, if it bounce off, go and get your ball. Come back and do it again. Fail forward. How do you fail forward? Momentum. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. But here's the promise, Romans twenty-eight. Romans 8, 28, all things, all things work together for good for those that love him and accord according to his purposes. That's you, that's me. If we're in the kingdom, we're advancing, we're leaning in, knowing that we will make mistakes. That's just part of being human. It's part of trying, it's part of experimenting, it's part of growing. You will stumble. But what I know is when you stumble, though you fall, though you fall, you won't be cast down. You will not be utterly ruined because God upholds you in his hand. So much so, Romans eight twenty eight, 28, he actually takes the stumble trip and turns it for good. How do you do that? You do it with momentum you step out, you don't do it half-hearted, but go for it. So I wanna bless you with that, just that the spirit of God to go, that you were born to advance, to increase, to expand, to go further. I bless you with clarity of how to go, where to go, what to go, with the wisdom to know what to do, and then the courage to do it. And I wanna encourage you, send us your testimonies, post them in hibtestimony.com. Let us know what happened, email us, call us, Because as you step out and do things, you're also inspiring others to do the same. Let's test our borders.